Welcome to the True Falls Film Festival. Welcome to the True False Podcast. I'm Sebastián Martínez Valdivia. If it seems like it's been more than two years since True False last took over downtown Colombia, I understand. These have probably been the longest two years many of us have experienced. As this podcast documented, last spring, True False moved to Stevens Lake Park for its last iteration to allow for all outdoor screenings. This year, the festival is coming home, and we have two members of the programming team here with us to talk about what festival goers can expect. Joining us now are Chloe Trainer, True False's artistic director. Hi. And art curator and film programmer Amir George. Hey. So we have a lot to talk about with the program announcement, but maybe we can start with the True Vision Award. Uh, Juan Pablo Gonzalez has had a couple films in the fest, uh, most recently Caballerango and before that Las Nubes. I've seen both, uh, but Chloe, can you maybe explain for those unfamiliar a little bit about the filmmaker and his films? Yes. Um, So Juan Pablo is a Mexican filmmaker. He's from the Jalisco region. um, And his work is really interesting in terms of nonfiction because he collaborates um, a lot with local people from that community. All of his films take place in that region. um, And he's really interested in working with the local communities there to kind of reflect their reality and challenge uh, the kind of um, other representations of that region that have been made maybe by outsiders. Um, so the new film that we're actually going to be screening, um, Dos Estaciones, um, is a fictionalized story that is very true to the region. Um, so it is non-actors who are playing fictionalized versions of themselves to tell the story of an artisanal tequila factory that's facing closure because of globalization um, and a drought that is happening in the region. And yeah, it's been really amazing over the years um, to watch his work develop and watch his kind of creative practice with this idea of collaboration at its heart continue to to develop and kind of take new forms. And just visually, his films are very patient. Mm-hmm. They're they're often very like quiet. You have a lot of long uh, shots that are just beautiful to sit with. Is that continuing in Dos Estaciones? Yeah, it's an incredibly beautiful film. It's all of his films kind of watch like paintings unfolding and this is no different. Um, There's a very kind of, um, his framing is so wonderful. There's lots of kind of frames within the frame um, and lots of, as you put it wonderfully, like patient waiting while scenes unfold in front of you, which yeah, it's really lovely to watch. Uh, Turning to Amir, uh, what are you excited for? I I understand we've got a a world premiere uh, coming up at this year's fest. Yeah, uh, one of four world premieres we have uh, is a film called After Sherman by John Cesare Goff. Uh, After Sherman is a story about uh, pretty much like inheritance and like and all this like spatial tension like in this corner of uh, like South Carolina, uh, to be more specific, like Georgetown, South Carolina, and also the relationship with his father, um, who's a, a like minister at a church and who becomes the interim pastor of the church that experienced the horrible massacre of like 2015. I'm like, very excited to uh, show this film and also have like John here in person. 
So a, a kind of personal perspective on something that a lot of people just experienced as a news story, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And it's a, and it's a story that really kind of came about as he was making the film. Um, his family actually left 20 minutes before the tragedy happened. So That's yeah. a lot to deal with in a yeah. film. Yeah. Um, I imagine it'll be very compelling. Chloe, uh, I don't know about you, but I really like sitting in dark rooms for long periods of time. What is the longest amount of time that I can sit in a dark room at this year's festival? Four hours and six minutes with Sergei Loznitsa's Mr. Landsbergis. And we will be presenting that without an intermission as well. And what will I be seeing during those four hours and six minutes? Yeah, so Mr. Landsbergis tells the story of Lithuania's independence from the Soviet Union. And what the film is made up of is this incredible wealth of archive that's taken from various sources and then crafted together in an almost seamless fashion where you can watch these incredible scenes unfolding. So there's, you're watching political debates, you're also watching um, protests and physical confrontations between um, between the Soviet Union and Lithuanian people. Um, and through, as a kind of backbone in the film is an interview with Mr. Landsbergis himself as he kind of tells us the story of how we got to where we are um, today, I suppose. Awesome. I'm really excited to sit in a dark room for four hours and six minutes and take all of that in. Uh, it's really, you know, it's like meditative. And I don't know if, if you're like me, you haven't had a ton of opportunities to do that in the past two years. So that's very exciting to look forward to. We also always have non-film attractions to look forward to. Uh, so what can we expect in that regard this year, Chloe? Yes. So we have our synapses program this year. So there will be conversation events again. So we'll have our field sessions, our campfire stories. We'll also have some artist talks this year that we're really excited about. Um, and obviously everyone's favorite Gimme Truth event will return. Um, and then the other part of synapses is our Control Alt Shift exhibition, which is our cross media exhibition. So some people may um, be familiar with that as our VR arcade. This year we're taking a slightly expanded approach. Um, so we have four projects that all kind of engage interestingly with audio actually. Um, so we have a live VR performance, um, which is called As Mine Exactly. Um, we have a an audio piece, which is called Testing Times, which actually tells the story of the pandemic through one family's uh, voicemails to each other. Um, we have an AR experience called Unresolved, which people can come and interact with um, on their phones. It's app-based and audio. And we have a live performance project called Telelibrary, um, where people come in, make a phone call to an artist and have a very unique experience that no one else will have repeated. That sounds really exciting. I feel like most people don't talk on the phone these days as much as they used to. So that's a unique opportunity to do that. As far as the name goes, is Control-Alt-Shift, is that a shortcut for something? Or where did that come from? We uh, Control-Alt-Shift was the name decided before us, and nobody can quite tell me um, what it stands for. I have accidentally called it Control-Alt-Delete multiple times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Well, I'm just going to type that into my computer and see what happens. <laughs> Coming up on the True False Podcast, we'll talk about this year's theme and what it means. That's next, after the break.
Every year, True-False has a theme. This year's theme is Invisible Villages. Amir, can you explain a little bit about where that came from? Sure. Uh, the idea of Invisible Villages is more so about those those like unseen communities um, that also exist like within larger communities. Um, the art normally like takes on that theme um, in different uh, like aesthetic ways. Uh, about this year, we have uh, like a few sculptures that's pretty much like, adapting that in in their own way. Like one being like Tree Broken Tree, which we'll see on on the Picture House lawn, uh, created by like a KC artist like Dylan Mortimer, um, who basically uh, is bringing to life a dead tree he found here in Colombia. Um, so it'll be painted and glittered and you know full of life on the picture house lawn. Um, we'll have several other installations uh, throughout the festival as well as a return to artists, a uh, new house um, with their with their like brand new installation called like, Tensegrity. Um, that'll be on the middle of like Ninth Street. So so middle of Ninth Street, uh, picture house lawn. Anywhere else people should venture to to check out some cool art. Definitely. Well, some most people end up at Uprise, but before you get to Uprise, you can walk through Alley A and see the work of other local artists like Askia Bilal and his portraits of the, the, the like non-portraits in between, which would be on like a larger exhibition inside the Uprise Gallery as well. So be sure to check that out. Awesome. Chloe, we have another world premiere. You, you know, as Amir mentioned, we have four world premieres at this year's fest. Um, there's one called It Runs in the Family. What can you tell me about that film? Yeah, so It Runs in the Family is from Dominican filmmaker Victoria Linares. And the film begins with Victoria discovering that she was related to another Dominican filmmaker from the 40s, who was kind of a left-wing filmmaker that was very involved in kind of the revolution, making very political films. Um, and over the course of the film, she investigates what his work was, why his legacy has kind of been lost outside of the Dominican Republic. Um, she also uses his story to interrogate her own family's relationship to politics and to her own kind of choice to be a filmmaker, and especially as a queer filmmaker, how she kind of feels that queer stories have been erased in the history of the country. Um, it's really, it's a really exciting film from a very fresh new voice, so we're really excited to have that world premiering with us. As somebody who has uh, the family history of Latin American leftism, I'm very excited to check that out. Um, that sounds that sounds great. Amir, what else are you excited for? I'm excited for Sierra Pettingill's Ridesville, USA. Very amazing like document of American history. Uh, tells a story about a fictional place, Ridesville, USA, that was not founded but created by the U.S. military to basically train for all the uprisings like in the 60s. Um, but amazing archive. And yeah, it's very something to be like excited about. If you're not familiar with Sierra Pettengill's work, she does a lot of work with archival footage, uh, but always kind of trying to find a way uh, or finding a way that it plugs into you know our current predicament uh, as a, as a country and society. So that's exciting. I'm excited to to see that and hear more about it. True false films, you know, typically come from all over. We have films coming from all over the world, far flung locales across the globe. This year, Amir, I understand we have a film that's coming from someone's bedroom. Well, even more bizarre than that. <laughs> it's the most probably like immersive film that we have at the festival. Um, it's, it's filmed entirely in the VR world. And the film is called? It's called like, We Met in VR. Um, I think it's probably the most interesting documentary to come out this year. Um, the documentary like, captures the overall excitement, surprise, and intimacy of a cultural movement. Um, which is the world of VR, and we're in that world the entire film. Um, you don't know really what's going on sometimes unless you've experienced VR. 
Um, it's a meaningful. It's about like also like meaningful like human connections as well. So I think people will like pull from that. You know, like most about the film. So. There have been so many times in the past two years where we felt completely cut off from other people, and VR, I understand, is an avenue for maybe trying to overcome that. A new form of a of a like interconnectedness for sure. That's great. Um, every year also, speaking of other things that happen every year, there is a True Life Fund film, a film that comes here uh, in which festival goers have the opportunity to donate money to help the subjects of the film in some way. Uh, Chloe, what can you tell me about this year's True Life Fund recipient? Yes, so the True Life Fund film this year is The Territory, directed by Alex Pritz, and it's coming fresh off of a very successful Sundance. Um, and the True Life Fund recipient this year, so who will be receiving the money that we raise, um, is going to be the Indigenous surveillance team who the film is featured. Um, so they are doing work to document and try to stop the destruction and uh, land grabs, essentially, that are happening to their Indigenous ancestral land in the Amazon rainforest. It's kind of an ongoing process that in some ways mirrors what happened here in the United States back in the 19th century with settlers coming in, displacing indigenous people. But the difference, the key difference being that now there are tools for the indigenous people themselves to document what they're experiencing. Yeah, and we're really excited actually to be having a True Life Fund film where we're giving back to filmmaking as well. That was really exciting to us that these this group is using is using cameras, is using media to to yeah, help do what they do and we're really excited to to be raising money to help them do that. I think that's something that's very vital. Instead of having somebody come in from outside and try to document your community, you're actually producing the work yourself and therefore have all the nuance that might be lost when you have somebody who doesn't have the same cultural reference points or or what have you. Let's talk a, a little bit about the the festival being back downtown. How does it feel? I mean, Chloe, I know you've been to the festival when it's been downtown. Amir, obviously, you've worked on it when it's been downtown as well. How does it feel for you all to, to be coming back? I think it's really exciting. Um, I think it is going to still look a little bit different to what it looked like pre-pandemic. Um, and, you know, that's strange as a team not really knowing exactly how it's going to feel um but we're all really excited to be able to bring people back together um we're going to have as many filmmakers as we can here we're obviously taking lots of covid precautions um you can see our full covid policy online on the website um lots of thought and detail and consultation has gone into that um but yeah we're just i'm personally really excited to be back at a festival with people um you know there will still be some parties there will be places for people to come together, talk about movies, um, share a drink. And yeah, it just feels good to to be back. Amir, how about you? Uh, well, I'm ready to bring that energy back to downtown, you know. I think it's going to be um, a really, a, like, safe event, um, but also a very, like, fun event where we get to, uh, like, share with, with everyone, like, the, uh, the uh, like, current state of, like, documentaries. And just to wrap up, this is a, a traditional question for the programmer preview. Announcing the program is the culmination of a lot of very hard work that's done over a long period of time, uh, and now we're at that stage. So how do you feel? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. It feels great to uh, to wrap another lineup uh, with 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 uh, you know like this year's team. Uh, it's been great to have like Chloe here and work with her as well as the other programmers like Robin Robinson. And uh, like Eric Allen Hatch, and yeah, I think we're all proud of 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 like what we bring to people. Yeah, I think I'm elated. It's been 
as you said, a very intense few months. Obviously, the first time doing a festival as well. There's a lot to learn. Um, but I'm just really, really proud of our lineup. I think it's incredible. There's some amazing films in there. And I'm just really excited to meet the filmmakers and share their work with the audiences of Columbia. All right. Well, uh, Chloe and Amir, thank you both so much for coming by. Thank you, Sebastian. Thanks for having us. That's it for this week's episode of the True False Podcast presented by KBIA. Our music is by Tim Pilcher using sounds from the True False Film Festival. You can find more episodes of our show on our website at kbia.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sebastian Martinez Valdivia. Thanks for listening.